Welcome to Last Week in Gaming, where we talk about games we ran or played last week. I'm your host, Matt J. Let's get started. Last Week in Gaming and the Diceology Podcast and the 211 Show are made possible by listeners like you. Support my dream hustle at patreon.com, Matt J. Zero, all letters. Let's make this our regular thing. Welcome back to Last Week in Gaming. The 10 degree morning version. It's cold outside, baby. Last week I ran our Tuesday night white hat game where we go into the bottle city for the first time. There's a passage through a crypt. Uh, when you come out one of the passages, it transports you to inside the bottled city. I used a zine by Blood Thornton Press called Dungeons and Dilemmas to build out the crypt section. I've built dungeons, plenty of dungeons, plenty of uh, crypts before in the past. I kind of wanted to do something a little bit different. I didn't draw this one out. I grabbed it from Dyson Logos online. Uh, I used an isometric map because we're using Foundry. So it was easy to drop that map in there, uh, use a simple fog of war, and just move tokens around. And that was nice. All I knew was there were giants buried in the tomb, and it was a tomb or crypt built by giants. But Dungeons and Dilemmas walks you through uh, some thinking exercises, some prompts, some lists. And in the end of that, you end up with a kind of a situation over time that lays out the status quo of that location that you're building at. And in my case, this, this crypt. Uh, so that was fun. I would use Dungeons and Dilemmas again going forward, uh, especially if I've got a... Uh, spontaneous dungeon crypt or, or uh, location, or I'm just trying to be fast about it. I don't, I haven't put a whole lot of thought into it or anything. Uh, it did a great job of adding character and giving you components, elements to riff off of, because um, you understand the agenda of that location of that crypt. So that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed using that zine to make that happen. But I think we're about five sessions in. And it's time to have that talk, right? Uh, do we continue playing another three, four sessions? Do we call it? Do we have enough? And uh, we'll do that next Tuesday. I would say sitting here right now, I feel like the folks I'm playing with and myself, we're bringing the experience, the magic to the game. Uh, these guys are uh, veteran role players and uh, we're all on the same page about the tone and the environment we're playing, and everybody's bringing their A game. I don't know that White Hack is responsible for that, right? Uh, we all have a background and experience in OSR games, um, so we're playing. We're playing that 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 song, and I'll do a full write up and on uh, actual play about I actually played White Hack. Uh, but at this point, I'll see what these guys say. But for me, I don't know that we couldn't have had this experience using D and D, using mazes, uh, using something else, right? But we'll talk about it and we'll see how that falls out. Um, I'm curious what the other folks, my other players, uh, experiences. Twilight 2000, straight out of Calice, Saturday mornings. Still my favorite game. It's like having Saturday morning cartoons. I get that that excitement when I wake up and uh, hop online. It's a, uh, I've got four players. Uh, we're 10 sessions in. Uh, we moved into the beginnings of base building. 
two characters are uh, prisoners right now. Uh, we're having to work through that and real life schedule uh, is, is kind of thrown off our, our game days at the moment. Um, I've got a big post up on Play Fearless uh, on Substack for uh, Straight Out of Khalees. In their base selection, uh, they end up with surrounded by three villages, one to the north that they've uh, reconned and, and, and moved through to get to their new base, one to the east and one to the south. Like GMs do, we prep a location. We expect the players to zig. You show up to the game. These jokers zag. And now we're off the rails, right? Twilight 2000 has excellent tools for sandboxing uh, play. Um, they use a deck of 52 cards that have themes across the suits and across the actual values uh, that are fantastic. And it's like reading entrails. So I had a card pop up again for the second time. And in this context, it reads differently, right? So it's not... Uh, a static, hard-written encounter using some GM lift, you can scale it up, scale it down. And in this case, what was a unit of maybe a dozen or so U.S. forces uh, scaled up to maybe 30 or 40 that have taken over a village, uh, a Polish village. And we played through that. Uh, and that was all random, right? They came out of the sandbox, and I'm just improving on the the ingredients I've got. That changed our game, right? Uh, our game is moved into a different space. Things have gotten uh, kind of serious, a little bit real, and the player's more invested in this situation. On the table is a real possibility of losing two characters. Uh, one kind of walking off, rejoining the army. Uh, the other uh, bad things, right? So... Uh, 10 sessions in, and like I said, we've got in real life scheduling issues uh, last week. So I ended up recording a podcast with a couple of the players, kind of reviewing where we're playing, their characters, their thoughts about the game, about the situation. And I'm in the middle of editing that, and I'll roll that out hopefully next week. Straight out of Khalees, Twilight 2000. Uh, it's not a war game. It's a survival game, and there's a lot of drama in there. That's the conversation I run into at my friendly local game store and sometimes online. Uh, this idea that we jump into Twilight 2000 and go shoot shit up. And this is not that game, right? There are games you can get into and shoot shit up. This, uh, this has been a fantastic experience. One of my favorite games, uh, 2021, 2022. Uh, and still going strong. So how you know you got a great game when your players have a spreadsheet to track what tasks they're doing over the course of a day in the game, right? You know you made it. So I'm also running Legacy, second edition, Life Among the Ruins. I believe we're four sessions in. I'll have to go back and look. Um, full table, four players, four families. The playbook's all over the place, but... The game isn't bonkers or zany. That's always my fear with Legacy is you've got so many different families across tones and genres. Uh, without some conversation, you could end up with something really bonkers. But we talked about tone and we, we dug in on what uh, the pre-fall world was and what caused the fall. 
and we're playing through the first stage. Uh, I think we're a session out from turning the first stage. It's it's good stuff, and the timeline, uh, the session time is tight. Um, it's Sunday morning. We play at seven uh, for about two and a half hours, and it's go time from the time everyone's in the Zoom. There's a little bit of uh, catching up chatter, not a whole lot, but we jump right into the game. It's good stuff, uh, and I'm enjoying it. I'm building out my first Foundry VTT module using Legacy with the uh, permission of uh, UFO Press folks. So my hope is to, once I get it built, let those folks review it and make changes and then release it to everybody out there in the world. But that's my Sunday mornings. For Twitch, actual play, we've roped Plus One Forward's Rich Rogers into running Bounding of the Week uh, Thursday nights. Uh, it's been fantastic. Uh, Jeremiah Fry and Misha B., from Black Girl Gameworks. Um, they're playing along with me as bounty hunters. Our last mission was to Naboo to capture a bad Gungan. And turns out, uh, what's worse than a bad Gungan? Zombie Gungans, right? So it's a two-parter. Uh, tonight, we will jump in and figure out what's up with these zombie Gungans and these worms that I think turn them into zombies. So Rich Rogers is doing a bang-up job running Bounty of the Week, which is based on Michael Sands' Monster of the Week. So um, that's a that's a fantastic hack, uh, and it fits his uh, run on Star Wars games. So Also for actual play, Judd Carlman of Daydreaming About Dragons uh, is running Godbound, the Northern Death Pantheon. Uh, I'm playing the Castilian of Tombs, a buzzard-headed god of death. I think we're all... Factors of death. So death is the word we all share for free. We, we get to pull a benefit uh, or a, uh, uh, I think it's a minor gift out of the death word. And then we get to pick words as normal uh, in Godbound. Uh, all of gods have been asleep for some time. Uh, I watched over them during their slumber. And suddenly we've been awakened. And that was our first session. And you can catch that on Twitch TV, actual play. Max and I are returning to the revised version of Wrath and Glory. Uh, we're going to update his tech priest, and he's got some ideas about the starting situation. As a tech priest, he's investigating a skirmish between uh, some humans with some tech that uh, they might not, should not have. Uh, eventually, we'll end up visiting uh, Space Hulk. I like the uh, Space Hulk rules in in their redacted records uh, supplement. So, so I've been thinking about dragons. Uh, I've explored dungeons. Uh, I've made dungeons. But I don't recall ever encountering a dragon or putting one in play. And my thought is, man, that's silly. Because, right, the, the deal is dungeons and dragons, right? When we talk about fantasy role-playing games, you can't help but run into D&D, Dungeons and Dragons, right? So I think what I'm working out on paper is a series of games, uh, kind of like an anthology across game systems, uh, focused on a dragon encounter, uh, maybe four to six sessions of play. Um, of course, we'd start with a D&D version, um, see how that plays out, and then jump to some other games, right? Um, I think in my head, what am I thinking about? In my head... 
uh, Lord of the Rings, right? Tenra Bancho Zero, because I haven't played that for my birthday month yet. And Record of Lotus War. Come on, there's a dragon in there. Burning Wheel, of course. Uh, and that doesn't necessarily, again, have to end up with fighting the dragon. You've, you've got a lot of other options when you get down into Burning Wheel. I'm currently reading Barbarians of Lemuria. You could probably find some dragons in that game. Uh, Vagabonds of Dyfed, uh, Black Hack, right? Torchbearer. Um, the Palladium RPG, because it's got a big bundle happening right now. So there's a bunch of games, right? We can engage and see how see how they all handle the iconic dragon encounter. So that's my thought. I'm writing some stuff up, trying to figure out how to pull that off, what that looks like, how to execute on that. But that's what I'm interested in at the moment. That's my week in gaming. Tell me what you're playing, what you got on your table. How are you staying warm this winter? That's my show. Thanks for listening. Send your comments, questions about this episode to me. I'm on Patreon at MadJZero, all letters. Or send it to Twitter at GoDiceology. And you know, subscribe, rate, and like. Let's make this our regular thing.